So if only you had uh, a little link that said, I'm so glad you're staying. Here's everything you need to know about your trip. And they click on that and everything's formatted for when they need it with directions and check-in information and then the, the recommendations. That's, that's our whole point. Welcome to Live, Let, Thrive, a podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Micah and Steve. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another exciting episode of Live, Let, Thrive. And um, yeah, we have a special guest. And again, um, this is episode 52. This is David Jacoby from Hostfully, co-founder of Hostfully. And um, give it up for David, everybody. (laughs) All right. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Ah, thanks for being on the show, and um, yeah, uh, uh, real quick, uh, Micah couldn't join us today. He's been super busy on one of his um, one of his top secret projects. But um, so y'all got me and and David. So David's gonna have to steer the ship. A lot of pressure on you, man. All right, just us girls. There you go. <laughs> it's the pink background that's doing it, isn't it? I'm in my daughter's right. room. I just see. I, I told David let's move it to five, uh, four thirty today instead of five and um and because i wanted to i was going to get home and then i just started i decided you know what i'm going to move everything to my daughter's room because um where the where the home office is right in front it's like i have a 10 month old too and so i get a lot of um, a lot of baby noises in the background so i decided i'm gonna move it over here all the stuff and so um that that put me behind a little but we'll see how it goes we'll see how it sounds a little you know it's something different all right. I know how that goes too. five and six year old and I have a home office. So you never know when an interruption is going to happen. <laughs> I actually had a, um, a listener from Hawaii saying, yeah, we love your show. Just don't ever. And, and we love the, the family feel to it. Don't ever lose that that background noise. But <laughs> I think she's awesome. the only one that's that's cool with it. I don't know. So, David, uh, great to have you on. Um, Go ahead and tell the listeners all about your story from rags to riches and all that good stuff. <laughs> oh, oh boy. Where to begin with that? So open-ended. <laughs> all right. Well, thank, thanks for having me on. And I'll just do a shout-out to Lenny Sharp as well, who you had recently. And he's an uh, enthusiastic, hostful user, and he uh, made the introduction. So appreciate that. Lenny. Uh, yeah. So we – so hostfully. I'll tell you a little bit about hostfully and kind of how that came to be, I guess. Uh, we're a platform – for individual hosts and for vacation rental management companies to improve their guest communications. Uh, So we make it easy for them to make beautiful digital guidebooks that they can share with the guests. And it includes all everything they need to know, all the important information about how to get there, how to check in, um, the house manual stuff, so house rules, what the Wi-Fi code is, how to turn the TV on, how to use the laundry, and then all their favorite local recommendations, what the best nearby coffee shop is, best place for dinner, cool hike to take, that street with the hidden murals, stuff like that. Uh, So slightly longer version, how that kind of came to be is uh, from my personal experience as both a host and even before that as a guest. Uh, About eight years ago now, uh, my wife and I, we took a one-year sabbatical and traveled around the world. Uh, We had our one year of fun before we were handcuffed for the next 20 years doing this kid thing, right, Steve? Um, (laughs) Oh, yeah. Not not that this isn't fun, just a different kind of fun. Right, right. And (laughs) we went to 27 countries and five continents and ended up staying in 38 homes during that trip. Uh, Some were through traditional vacation rentals. 
Uh, and also are you, some through Friends of Friends. And then are you familiar with the website couchsurfing.org? Yeah, yeah, I've, I've heard of it. Cool. So that's that's like Airbnb without the financial transaction. It's literally hosts who want to help travelers travel and they open up their homes and let you stay there for free. They want to meet people from other cultures. Uh, it was real and, popular. Um, and Airbnb yeah. crushed them. Yeah, it was real popular around 10 years ago. I think it was kind of at its peak when, when we did our sabbatical. And then uh, shortly after that, they actually changed from being a nonprofit to a for-profit. And they tr- raised some venture money and tried to kind of monetize it. And they lost a lot of the enthusiastic base uh, when that happened. And it's, it's kind of changed and gone a little bit down, downhill. And some competing platforms started that were more nonprofit. But anyways, uh, through Couchsurfing specifically, we stayed with people for free in uh, Lima, Peru, and Cairo, and Jerusalem, in Kigali, Rwanda, Hanoi, Vietnam, some, some real random places. And that's when I first realized the incredible influence that the host has on the guest's stay. You know, anything a host told us to do went to the top of the priority list above Lonely Planet or TripAdvisor or Yelp or, or something like that. You know, we got the inside scoop. We got the hidden gems. Uh, and then after that trip, we moved here to San Francisco into a single family home and we renovated the basement space and um, turned it kind of into an in-law unit for the primary purpose of my parents actually coming out from Connecticut to spend three months a year with their grandkids. They don't care about me anymore, just the grandkids. Uh <laughs> And then the other nine months, we started doing short-term rentals with that. And that was such a good experience that the main two floors of our house where we live, we have an extra guest room. And we paid back some of the good karma and put that on couch surfing. And we also put that on Airbnb as well. Uh, so we've had over well over 200 guests in our home in the past few years. And I've been an Airbnb super host now for 13 quarters in a row. I've spoken at their conference that Airbnb opened the last two years that they had it. Uh, and I realized firsthand the pain point of being in constant communication with guest after guest and answering all the questions that they have before their trip and then their separate set of questions while they're staying with me. Uh, and also realize the pleasure of hearing from them that they went to my favorite coffee shop and they went to my favorite brunch spot. And sure, they went to Fisherman's Wharf and Alcatraz and did all the touristy things, but it was staying in my neighborhood and going to the places I told them to go to that made their trip memorable and unique and got me the consistent five-star reviews. That then let me charge more for my my listing. Uh, And so as most hosts have done, I started creating a really mediocre looking three ring binder kind of house manual to to have. Uh, And I kind of realized there's got to be a better solution for this and was surprised that there wasn't really anything on the market to to help me do that. So uh, that's kind of the genesis for for Hostfully and the guidebooks. And I'll just kind of cap it off by by saying after a, a few years of, of doing this, uh, we have now over 8,000 guidebooks on our platform in 80 countries. Uh, and it's so so much fun to see a guidebook. And on the same day, one in South Africa and one in Saigon got created. We have uh, a host in Uganda created a guidebook. Uh, and then our, our next adventure is just beginning. A couple months ago, uh, we actually merged with another company called Orbi Rental. And they're a property management software for uh, for larger vacation rental management companies, uh, not necessarily for individual hosts, although we do have people who have like one listing and two listings using our software. Um, so now we've kind of doubled our suite of services that we can often offer to hosts. And uh, this uh, new adventure is beginning. Uh, so that was a lot of talk and I'll take a breather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take a sip of coffee or, or um, tea or something. <laughs> I, I, I like to drink tea when I do my um, one, the show. So 
I don't know. I don't know what's that all, all about. All right. It gives me it gives me enough energy, <laughs> but it doesn't make me like freak out. You know, like twitch and stuff. It's like right in the middle there. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's what I. And I haven't got around to it. I've heard of you know Micah uses. I believe he uses Hostfully actually. Awesome. And so yeah, and and he he loves he loves it. I've just I see I started um, Airbnb in October, and I've just done everything um, you know myself and the communications and stuff like that. But he's he's told me it, it's pretty it's pretty awesome that um, he's getting he's got nothing but five stars since then. So that sounds that sounds pretty that sounds pretty great. And this isn't an infomercial, by the way, for our guest, <laughs> Lenny, our buddy Lenny. Y'all heard Lenny's episode, and um, he he said he um, he he told David, "Hey man, you got to go on these guys' show." There, well, he did say we were pretty raw, and we are raw. And so, <laughs> I don't know what that was about, Lenny, but thanks for the backhanded compliment. But he um, he said, "David, you got to go on their show. They're, you know, they're pretty cool guys," and. Um, so, anyways, uh, he so I just yeah I was just, oh the, the dude from Hostfully the dude from Jasper's show is gonna come on our show that's kind of you know two, one degree of separation that's pretty cool and so I I I've been looking for I've been wanting to do something like this and I've stayed like you said um, I've stayed at Guess's place where they have that three ring binder on their on their um, coffee table when you get there and it's like it's like this thick I'm holding up you know my fingers mm-hmm. far apart and I'm like. And I look at a couple things, you know, the Wi-Fi and a couple other things. But other than that, I don't go through it too much. And it's just, like, too overwhelming. And some, some of them put, like, pictures of the restaurants and stuff like that. But, but what you do is it's all online, right? It's all digital. It is. We actually have a print version, too. And I think it's still important to have that print version. A lot of guests who are on vacation, they don't. They don't always want to be on their phone, and when they're in the listing, they want to be sometimes be able to kind of look through something physical. Um, but the the focus is on it being a digital guidebook, and there's a few things that you can do with that that you can't do when it's that three ring binder. For example, make a great first impression right away and send it to the guests right away. Uh, you know, maybe you, people have taken that three ring binder and turned it into a PDF, but it's not formatted for a phone and the guest is doing, you know, a lot of scrolling and zooming in and zooming out. So after that reservation is made to be able to send that guidebook, it shows that you're professional right off the bat. Uh, additionally, when the guest is, uh, in, in the destination and they're out and about, they're not taking that three ring binder and putting it in their backpack. So at the end of the day, if they want to know, Hey, where does my host suggest I have dinner? They kind of need to go back to the listing to, to look up that information. Um, and then finally, the ability you know, to add links and to embed video. For example, do you know how scary a laundry machine is if you're from another country? So being able to show here's how you, you work the laundry or here's how you use the crazy carrot coffee machine or turn the TV on, something like that. We have a lot of uh, hosts who have made, made videos, and obviously you can't do that with the three-ring binder. And so you and you... On your um, bio, it says co-creator. Who, who did you create this um, company with? Yeah, sure. So uh, we have a, a couple co-founders, uh, Margot Schmorek. Uh, we, our kids, talk about kids. Our kids go to uh, preschool together, and we were both in fun employment in transition and uh, went out to lunch, and, and one thing led to another, and we found our skill set is quite complementary. Uh, and then she uh, had used to work uh, at Apple. She used to work with Noah Neiman, 
uh, who's our head of product. And so the three of us kind of got together pretty early and got it going. Uh, now we're excited that Stefan Osment uh, on the Orby rental side, he's on our team as well, and he's the co-founder of that. So we're a good team of, of four on the co-founder side, and we have about six, seven other people who are on our team. Oh, that's cool. And real quick, you said that if someone, I just want to throw it out there right away, if someone you know, might have a pen in their hand, do, are we going to get like our own code if someone did actually sign up to you guys, like with, with you guys through us? And then, yeah, what, what would they put on there? A- absolutely. Let's get that promo out right now. So <laughs> for those who don't you know, finish the show. Uh, right. So the, the cool news is that one guidebook is actually free. Uh, so I encourage everyone to go to hostfully.com, H-O-S-T-F-U-L-L-Y, and you can sign up for a guidebook. And uh, for, for many people who just have one property, you're going to love that free product. Uh, we also have a power host product uh, that has some more bells and whistles um, with that free guidebook. Uh, so if you want to kind of enhance it and have it be like a super duper cool guidebook, uh, you can pay basically uh, $9.99 a month for that. Uh, and then we have another product uh, for two to five guidebooks called Prime. Uh, so we are offering two free months for both of those products uh, with the code Live Let Thrive. And so go take a look at it. It's a genius code, by the way. Thank you. I'll try my best. So I will. I will be making. <laughs> I will be making my uh, guidebook later tonight. I've, I've been meaning to get on it, and and, <laughs> and it's funny. Um, <laughs> Uh, you've dealt with Airbnb for a while. So I, I just started in October. And, you know, it's making pretty good money, pretty decent money over here in, in Texas. And um, well, I was the, the first, when the first Superhost thing go around was the first, you know, when they, I guess you get a few months to do it. And then the, mm-hmm. the first um, assessment um, was going around. And I was right at the cusp, you know, of getting the, of the assessment. And I said, oh, Micah, there's an open date there. Uh, you want to book my place, you know, kind of wink, wink, book my place. Give me, <laughs> give me a good review if you could, uh-huh. if you like, if you like the place, uh-huh. you know, if he goes and actually uses it. But anyways, just kidding. If anyone's <laughs> actually listening from Airbnb, <laughs> oh. but but anyway, this is the funny part that um, which is, it it is actually a good idea to get a friend of yours and not you know I'm not trying to be shady or nothing. But to go ahead and um, and do the whole booking process, stay at your place, give them a, di- a discount, ten bucks a night, whatever, and they actually stay there for a night. And especially someone that else that does Airbnb, because um, right off the bat, you know, I sent him my um, my greeting message after he said, "Oh, I'd like to book your place," and and I, and I sent him the greeting message. Oh, thank you so much, and he booked it, and I sent him the whole like a, a message through Airbnb, like a a two thousand word thing. <laughs> <laughs> my own little um message that was a guidebook and it, whatever it gave us some suggestions and wh- where we are and blah 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 and um house rules it was all in one long message and he goes and right away he goes man do i gotta read all that stuff exactly <laughs> yep uh-huh and so like but and and even though you know we were you know he's trying to help me out with the with my early reviews i i thought about that i was like you know that's you know, he might be, be trying to be funny a little bit, but wow, that is a lot. To, oh, the second message I give them is like everything they need to know. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that's and who likes to read run on sentences, you know? 
Amen to that. Not me. So if only you had uh, a little link that said, I'm so glad you're staying. Here's everything you need to know about your trip. And they click on that and everything's formatted for when they need it with directions and check-in information and then the, the recommendations. That's that's our whole point. No one reads that long email. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. And uh, so, I'm yeah, I'm definitely going to set mine up. And uh, you, you pop on to um, our buddy Jasper's show a lot, don't you? Uh, yeah, we, we love working with Jasper. He's got two shows a week, uh, one where he interviews different Airbnb hosts, and then another is a news, you know, this week in the, in the world of Airbnb sort of thing. And uh, myself and my colleagues, um, Glenn, uh, Nicole, and Margo, all with Hostfully, we kind of rotate. So once a month, you'll hear us uh, with Jasper uh, doing news updates. Uh, although on that note, I don't know if you heard the update, Jasper is working on a book and he is taking a little bit of time off on the podcast. So we are not doing weekly, uh, podcasts anymore. It's going to be more along the lines of monthly or so. Uh, but yeah, Jasper, he had us on the show, uh, a while ago, a couple of years ago, and he's always been very supportive of Hostfully and it's, uh, turned into a really great working relationship now. Yeah, we, um, we actually happened to interview him, um, couple of days ago so oh, that, nice yeah, yeah that's gonna because you out. had him a while you had him a while ago yeah we had him when we when we very first started doing the podcast when we were all like uh so like what's your what do you like airbnb <laughs> what do you do? man so, you know, <laughs> uh-huh. so so that show was a little rough and this one probably yeah. is too but but yeah we had him um a couple of days ago and like he's doing the whole the whole change thing, you know. He's going from just talking about you know which curtains and the drapes you should use to uh, to actually um, talking about more investing in Airbnb, mm-hmm. and that's um, yeah, it's like the natural a natural process, and uh, and I'm looking at doing that too. But he's a great dude, and um, yeah, man, he's he's ton- oh his shows um get paid for your pad for those of you that don't know what his show is. It's a it's an awesome podcast. And he's got over 200 uh, recordings now, and he's had lots of great folks in the industry, so it's a fun thing to go back. And for podcast listeners here, uh, listening to some, some other speakers that he's had, and it's, it's one of those things where I had actually uh, listened to him pretty regularly before I got into the, the space professionally uh, with Hostfully, and then to kind of fast forward, and uh, here I am doing recordings with podca- with with Jasper doing podcast recordings. It's a, a little surreal to think that I was just just a listener and not really in the space, and now I have my own business and I'm uh, doing podcasts with him. So uh, yeah, he's kind of an early early leader in that space. And now you're all big time and stuff. Nah, barely, but uh, <laughs> at least at, at least I got things good with Jasper. <laughs> right, right. So. Um, you said on your on your eight year it was an eight year journey. Oh, I'm sorry, you've been doing no, eight Airbnb years ago for eight years was, ago. Was our trip? When yeah. was your trip? And you um, and you stayed at a mix of hotels and Airbnbs. And did mm-hmm. you like? And did you like like one more than the other? Did you like? Wow, this Airbnb thing is really cool. Or did you see like good things from both that you could that you that, that helped you you know formulate your um your business. Yeah, for sure. You know, we stayed in uh, really runs the gamut from some fancy hotels, uh, not many of those because we were on a budget, to a couple timeshares that we had, to some bed and breakfast, to some hostels, uh, and then paid vacation rentals, and then uh, free home sharing through couch surfing. So it really was a pretty wide range. And 
And as a rule, I'd say both for where you stay and um, traveling in, in general, uh, like the less money you spend, oftentimes the more authentic uh, the experience. Uh, Rick Steves kind of talk, talks a lot about that. And definitely some of those vacation rental and couch surfing experiences versus hotels is really when we had these unique moments where in, in Peru, someone taking us to some tiny market that we never go to on our own that had this great ceviche and, you know, the stand that had cow's hearts, anticuchos in the evening, uh, or, or in Cairo, staying with someone in old Cairo where we never would have gone there on our own, especially my wife, because it was just, just men who were outside and going to this kind of wedding celebration with them. Uh, so that's really where those authentic experiences happen, uh, more so than, than hotels for sure. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, (laughs) it's funny. I like I, we went to a wedding. I had I have used Airbnb uh, as you know traveling for so long now, and uh, I just get get used to the conveniences like the the kitchen you know the little kitchenette or kitchen that they have there. And I had we went to a wedding not too far from here in a little town called Decatur, and they didn't have any really Airbnbs close to where the wedding was going to happen. So I, I got a little cheap hotel, and automatically you know I, like we had brought some food and like I, I, there's nowhere to warm it up. There's no microwave. <laughs> uh-huh. There's no there's nothing, uh-huh. and and someone sent me a video yesterday on that note that um, people are trying to cook inside of hotels using the coffee maker and the oh, iron. Really? So yeah. Oh, that's crazy. That's, that's a, funny. That's a trip. So um, so 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 bed and breakfast. You know, they everybody. You know, people. Well, early on there was like B and B. You have a B and B. You know, like bed and breakfast. But you've stayed at bed and breakfast. And do you like run something like that out of your own house? Like, uh, do you feed them and stuff like that? The guests. No, uh, we're pretty clear. It's all it's all about managing the expectations, right? And letting know letting you know what the guests are getting and what kind of interactions you're having with the guests. You know, obviously when it's uh, when it's our guest room where we're living, there there is a lot more interaction. Although we always say we're available for our guests who are staying downstairs, um, but we're clear that there's you know coffee maker, well pictures of that and and what else that we provide. But no, we're not we're not cooking for our guests. We got a pretty pretty busy life, uh, Steve, with two kids and just trying to make it day by day on, on our own. Um, but to that point, uh, just expanding on, on managing the expectations, we actually are very clear about our five-year-old and six-year-old that you're living in a home with them. So there's going to be, you know, a toy on the floor and there's going to be some, you know, dirty dishes left on the table. And, and I'll say, let's just call it an authentic uh, San Francisco experience. Uh, <laughs> and we, we even include a picture of them in the, in the picture section. So, you know, once again, it's clear, here's the, here's the bedroom, here's the kitchen, and here are our two kids who you're going to be living with. And it's great because, you know, we still get lots of guests and we get the ideal guests who want to stay in a home. They, they feel safer. It's, you know, maybe, you know, some young early 20 year olds from who are backpacking from Europe that just want to stay with a family. It makes them feel like they're, they're at home. And, and then they're more likely to have a few interactions with our kids, which we love. Uh, so as long as you're clear, whatever your situation is, you don't need to be embarrassed by it. The, the worst thing you can do is kind of hide it and then have the guests be surprised when they arrive. Right, right. Now, when you were doing your, your travels through, um, through Europe, and what, like, what in other countries were, were they, were they, I don't know, more, um, they would want to do more for you. They would want to cook for you. They would want to be more, you know, get yes. to know you. And then other countries, it was just like, they didn't really say hi to you very much or how was it? 
Uh, no, I'd say the U.S. versus the rest of the world. I think we have a lot to learn <laughs> about <laughs> hospitality. Um, I, it was, I was just amazed and overwhelmed, humbled by the, the incredible hospitality from, from people all over the world. You know, we, we had people who would meet us, and again, oftentimes uh, couch surfing, where we're not paying anything. It's just out of the goodness of their hearts, and they would meet us at the train station at 6 in the morning to walk us um, to their place or, you know, randomly ask someone a question on how to, how to get from one town to another in this crazy bus terminal in India and a guy spends all of a sudden a half an hour helping us find the right place and then he's asking for permission to to leave uh so they're <laughs> we're we're just amazed by the by the kindness of, of people whether they were hosting us in their home or just showing us around uh and and I think the US has a lot to learn from that <laughs> Yeah definitely um Mexico too I've noticed they're they're very warm very friendly people you know I mean and it's it's just um I don't know. It's just our mentality. Maybe like um, here in the U.S., people think, well, oh, they, they, they want their space. We're all about, I guess we're more about our space here. Whereas you might go to some some car rental place in Europe and there'd be a dude like right beside you like, whoa, man, what's why are you up on me? Kind of. It, but it's just like it's just how the, the cultures, right? They just they just um, more close, more. Yeah. Yeah. We could of- take a deep breath and slow down a bit more. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know what tripped me out. We were uh, we stayed in a in a small town in um, Villanova Ilegetru, which is like in in Barcelona or outside of Barcelona, and um, and I remember we bought these tickets right to the to the Picasso Museum, and we had to like you know hop on a get in get in, get to our car real quick and drive across town to go to the to the Picasso Museum in Barcelona. We're like, oh crap, you know, we're waking up, we're trying to get ready. You know, women take forever to get ready. Us dudes, not so much. And um, so we, um, we we got downstairs. I'm like, I got to get a coffee. I want to get you know a piece of bread from the little bakery. You know, we got our stuff, and and we're you know scurrying. This is like a little small European town, beautiful little city. And we're like hurrying through this town, trying to get to where our cars parked. And I'm, I'm over here drinking my coffee, eating my the the bread that I had bought, and and then I noticed, and you know, a lot of out a lot of outdoor cafes in Europe. And I noticed everybody just kind of like like looking at us like. Sitting down, they're sitting down, enjoying their coffee and their bread, and like, I was, I was like, yeah. I'm the only one walking and eating mm-hmm. here, you know? Yep. <laughs> it's like, it's so different over there. I mean, just it's like live life first, and and then everything else second, you know? Amen. That's my on that. That's my rant. <laughs> so you're in, you're in agreement there. Huh? So, um. San Francisco, automatically, I think of um, strict Airbnb regulations. Does that affect you at all? or, or no? uh, So please uh, come visit. Come be my guest. You're welcome anytime. Awesome. Uh, the whole family. Uh, so, yes, it's, there's been a lot of changes over the past few months, over the past few years, and then the past few months. So uh, luckily, it doesn't affect me. Uh, basically, the, the law that got passed was you can only rent where you live. Uh, so if you have a, a second home here, you can't do short-term rentals with that. Uh, so my basement space is, is part, of my, um, part of my home, uh, so I'm able to do that. It's not like a legal second address. Uh, and then, of course, my guest room is, is part of my home. Uh, also, when we travel, we'll rent out the, the whole thing. Uh, 
but there are some uh, there are lots of people who were affected by that. Uh, so that was the main legislation that got passed, and there's there's a whole long story on how things evolved over the past few years, which I won't bore you on. Um, the other big piece of news that just happened a few months ago was that uh, Airbnb and and the other websites, HomeAway, uh, Booking.com, TripAdvisor, etc., they um, were required to remove listings from the website that weren't legally registered with the city. So for a while, even even though the law was you can only rent where you live and you need to register with the city, a lot of people were still listing on Airbnb um, all these properties that weren't registered. And Airbnb was saying, hey, we're just a listing platform. It's not our job to be the policeman. You know, hey, city of San Francisco, you need to go after those hosts directly. But we, you know, we can't police everyone. And uh, essentially it went to court and a judge ruled in the city's favor and said, because Airbnb is actually taking a financial transaction, a piece of that transaction, uh, they're not like Craigslist. Uh, they are more involved, and therefore they do have a responsibility in, in doing some of the, the regulating as well. Uh, so overnight in January, about half the listings uh, went off of Airbnb. There were about 8,000, 8 to 10,000 listings on Airbnb in San Francisco, and now there's about 4,000 or so. Wow. That's nuts. That's, that's just poof. Well, that's good for you. I mean, more business going to you, right? Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's interesting. Um, it, things did not spike as everyone had thought. So what's interesting, too, about a lot of those listings, a lot of them were uh, zombie listings where people kind of the Super Bowl was here a couple of years ago. So people created a listing for the Super Bowl uh, thinking that they, you know, make bank for that one week and then they've never, never did it again. So there were kind of a lot of listings that weren't active. That was kind of the low hanging fruit and, and easily um, got off the site. Uh, so it, it didn't change things dramatically, but there has been a, a little bit of an uptick. Nice, nice. So you, um, okay, y'all do the guidebooks, y'all do um, all the information that we want to, uh, get across to the guest. You'll make it all. You make it simpler for us, which is great. And uh, what else do you see? Um, hopefully, getting into in the future. Yeah, well, we want to be more involved in that um, that relationship. Essentially, the guest communication side. So uh, we're excited to uh, strengthen and and basically make the host's live life easier by uh, offering additional services through the guidebook. So imagine being. Uh, being a guest and uh, you get this guidebook and you can book ground transportation or you can book a mid-stay cleaning. It's helping hosts be able to provide more services to the guests so make it easier for them to sell, uh, you know, ground transportation or an extended checkout or a mid-stay cleaning and stuff like that. So whether the host themselves wants to offer it or we can help the guest uh, match them up with tours and activities that are up their wheelhouse, like if they like to hop on, hop off bus tour, or if they want to go to a baseball game or something like that. Uh, so that's kind of on the guidebook side specifically. And then with the merger with uh, Orby Rental, now being able to make a host's life a whole lot easier in terms of managing their whole business. So helping them list on not only Airbnb, but pushing that information to HomeAway and Booking.com and TripAdvisor and having them get more bookings th through a whole bunch of sites, having them get their have their own website so they can get repeat business directly and not have to pay that commission and really grow their business not being independent on a booking site. 
so helping them out with that and just automating their messages. So making it easier for them to send, you know, a welcome message and a reminder that they're checking out message and um, a message to the cleaner that a new booking has arrived. So make sure to schedule a cleaning and just automate the life for, for a host. So that, that's interesting. Um, I think more people will start, well, you know, hopefully, because uh, I, I see, you know, a lot of legislation coming down on Airbnb. It's just been happening a lot. Maybe it might ease up some. Who knows? But, like, people are trying to, well, they had, there's other platforms, VRBO, HomeAway, um, stuff like that. But um, but like you said, you know, helping them do their own, kind of do their own thing. But, and and y'all, y'all helping them along the way with their own website. That sounds that sounds very promising. It sounds cool. I mean, like, um, like, would you help them like accepting payments and st- even stuff like that, or what? Exactly. It takes takes just a couple minutes to create an account on Stripe, and then we integrate with Stripe. Uh, a lot of the other platforms actually don't do the payment processing like Airbnb does. So if you list on Booking dot com or if you list on on um, HomeAway, HomeAway just started offering it where where they'll do it. But you can also have it where you do the the financial transaction, and then of course being able to have it on your own website. Um, I'll do a shout out to Matt Landau and VRMB as in Boy Vacation Rental uh, Marketing Blog. And uh, he has a philosophy, and everyone on the inner circle, they have a great discussion board of hosts. Uh, they really focus on listing site independence. And the goal every year should be for you to get more direct bookings uh, this year than you had the year before. Uh, because it's not good to put all your, your eggs in one basket. You never know when... Uh, you know, the wind could blow the wrong direction and all of a sudden your, your account is suspended for some reason. Uh, for, so for you to grow your business and slowly get more and more direct bookings and have better SEO when people search vacation rentals in Dallas or something like that, uh, that's really a, a good long-term strategy. Now, um, have, you ever, have you ever dealt with – do you all work with Booking.com too? Do you you're able to integrate with them? Uh, yeah, so Hostfully and uh, the Orby Rental Property Management Software Platform, we have uh, integration with the big four, essentially. So Booking.com and TripAdvisor and HomeAway and Airbnb. And I myself, I'm listed. My property um, is listed on all of them, so I do get reservations from all platforms. Oh, cool. And the reason I asked was a, f- a funny thing happened um, a couple nights ago. I got a, I got a booking through Airbnb. And then I got a booking like immediately the same dates for through booking.com. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, crap, you know, what the <laughs> what's going mm-hmm. on here? That's so, I, yeah. yeah, I was at the grocery store and it happened. I got home. I was like, hey, I, I called him and waited on hold for a while. But um, I said, I said, hey, uh, y'all booked something that it was already booked on Airbnb. And they're like, oh, and, and, and I think that, you know. It's a, a VR. I'm pretty sure that she's from the Philippines, and that's and that's cool. But she was just trying to help me out and, and saying, "Oh, okay, well, this is this is what happened, and this and that. We'll, I'll send you to another person." I waited for a long time, and what they were what the their solution was initially before I, I you know I went off on them a little bit because I was upset. But the solution was, well, we're, don't worry, we're, we're going to book them through another. We're going to find something similar to your listing, and um, if it does, if it does cost more than your listing, then and you'll be subject to the charges. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, I was freaking out. I was like, how? I, wait a minute, this ain't my fault. I I synced everything like y'all told me to sync it. You know, I started with them a few uh, a few months ago. I did everything y'all said. It synced with all my calendars. This booking, it, it wasn't my fault. And if y'all book them somewhere else, you're not gonna, and you're not gonna charge me for it. Not so. 
So yeah, I see, and they they finally you know sorted it out because I, I guess I was putting up a fight, and they said no, don't worry, we're not going to charge you, blah blah blah. But I, I see what you're saying, like I mean, and what gets lost in a lot of this uh, renting out your own house stuff, it's like you're 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 relying on these other platforms, and there's kind of like, hey, it's, it's my freaking house, you're not going to tell me what mm-hmm. to do with my house, and when and if you can get to the point where you're you're running everything, then it's it's I mean, what a lot. I think it's better, of course, and uh, a lot less stress and dealing with um, customer service people from the other side of the planet. So that's just my personal experience. Yeah, that's a bummer. Sorry to hear. And calendar management and double bookings, uh, that, that's one of the benefits of actually having a central platform, whether it's Orbi Rental uh, or, or another service where as you start listing on multiple platforms, all of a sudden you're so I imagine Steve you kind of had your iCal sync between Airbnb and booking.com is that right 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 so eventually if you add home away to it now you need kind of three iCal syncings and then you add TripAdvisor and you have four iCal syncings and having a central home of that calendar so each platform is just syncing with one place so like Airbnb updates the your property management software HomeAway updates your property management software, and then you only need to drop that property management software, iCal, into Airbnb and into HomeAway and to Booking.com. It makes it a lot more easier to manage. Uh, so that's what that's what most people, as they start to scale, will do. They'll have that central place. Uh, but yes, definitely being able to get more bookings on on your own on your own website and growing that business, it makes it a little easier if you need to to cancel or find someone another place to stay. Uh, you know, if you if you get a bad review, you control your website, so you can take that take that off if you want. <laughs> uh, so there's a lot of lot more flexibility with that. So are y'all that central place where where it could sync all the bookings? Mm-hmm. For sure. Oh, yes. Damn. What am I doing? Why am I trying to do all this by myself? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Yes. Get a software. You need it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So do you um. I probably know the answer to this, but um, so you enjoy doing Airbnb, correct? Are you, you know, renting out your place? I love it. Yes. We love, you know, we, we love traveling. And now that we can't travel as much, having, having our jobs and having the kids, we love uh, welcoming travelers from all over the world into our home. We love having our kids grow up in a home where people from around the world are visiting them. Uh, you know, it's fun seeing, seeing our guests, uh, seeing our kids interact with strangers in general, but in the comfort of their home, they're a little more likely to be outside of their shell. And, you know, we have a big rug in the kids' room of the of the, a map of the world and having them talk to all the guests about, you know, where the guests are from and having the guests show them on the map and stuff like that. It's, it's great. We love it. So, so on that note, do you see yourself um, trying to get more properties and, and doing it and scaling bigger or are you just more focused on the business side? Yeah, I'm focused right now on helping other property managers scale their business. So, you know, I'm really 110% in on uh, Hostfully and, and the Orby Rental Property Management Software and our, our combined business and working with other property managers uh, versus kind of having my own uh, enterprise of, of units. Um, I'd, I'd also say here specifically in San Francisco, uh, you can't get a second property and a third property that's empty and have it be a full-time vacation rental because again the law is you need to rent where you live so there's not a lot of professional vacation rental management companies here in san francisco itself that doesn't mean i couldn't do outside of san francisco but my focus is on hostfully right now so now 
that they um, they really stuck it to the evil Airbnb. I guess right. um, pr- um, rental prices just plummeted in San Fran, right? You know, that's what I keep saying. And I was I was quoted in the San Francisco Chronicle, the local newspaper, about that too. For the longest time, these people, uh, these people, so there were some people that made Airbnb the big scapegoat as this is the reason why there's an affordable housing crisis. And the truth is there has been an affordable housing crisis here in San Francisco long before Airbnb, and there will be for a while. And for the longest time, though, uh, some some folks and politicians some supervisors were saying, you know, we really got to stick it to Airbnb. We got to stop doing short term rentals. It's killing things. And now that this law went into place, uh, my my tongue in cheek quote was exactly what you said. Uh, so how come the prices aren't going down significantly? I thought we solved the affordable housing crisis. And <laughs> and I think it's going to be pretty clear here in San Francisco, as well as other cities where this legislation has been put in place is that the truth of the matter is this is barely moving the needle. Um, There are much bigger issues in many cities, San Francisco specifically, uh, such as just needing more housing, needing to build a lot more housing of of all levels, uh, high end and and affordable housing. Uh, And also the the hidden truth that there's a lot of uh, individual owners and banks that are basically buying sitting on properties that they're not renting out because they're they want the prices to go up and then they can get a better deal later so there's there's lots of empty units right now that are not being used at all and some legislation needs to happen around that oh wow and do you don't think it's anything um from the the hotel industry whispering in these guys ears to to shut down airbnb Oh, for sure. Yeah, there's, you know, there's an organization called Share Better. Uh, there's Share Better in New York, Share Better here that were kind of leading the charge uh, against short term rentals. And, and a lot of their funding and relationships are with the hotel lobby. So you'll, you'll see that in many places. I know there's a big battle in Hawaii going on right now. And the hotel industry is very strong in Hawaii. And most cities are pretty strong. And it's, it's hard for the local host community to get together because it's individuals like me, right? It's not necessarily these these big companies um, that that can really gather. Uh, so here in San Francisco, actually, we did organize as a separate body. Uh, we have an organization called the Home Sharers Democratic Club, and we are actually an official chartered organization of the DCCC of the Democratic Party here in San Francisco. And uh, a few years ago, there was a big Proposition F and No on F, a, a big camp, a, a voter, a voter ballot initiative against short term rentals. And so we kind of organized separately from Airbnb so we could meet with supervisors and say, hey, we're not we're not shills for airbnb we are our own voice we are you know constituents here who are voting for you and we want to tell you how we feel about short-term rentals and how it's keeping us from um how it's letting us stay in the city keeping us from moving and that's been really effective and it's allowed us to meet with supervisors and to help um you know shape some of the legislation uh and if anyone listening in the bay area is here we're actually having our second uh, annual trade fair coming up on May 22nd. It was a big success last year. We had uh, over a couple hundred attendees, and we had 30 vendors 
it all it was a great celebration of the the home sharing ecosystem it was an, an evening where everyone came and just learned about all the different tools and software available to them um, there was dynamic pricing companies like beyond pricing uh, and wheelhouse and there were um, other software companies and then there were you know tour operators like Alcatraz combo tours that wanted to speak with hosts so they can offer it to their guests and there was a furniture company to promote their furniture so it was a, a really cool uh, ecosystem system and celebration and uh, I encourage other uh, hosts in, in other towns to, to um, get those meetup groups going and to, and to really mobilize because there's a lot you can do when you're uh, when you have a strong community awesome now, now it's funny what you touched on just a, just a second ago about um, Air, okay they, let's say the evil Airbnb want to get rid of Airbnb it's causing prices to go crazy whatever and um, and the irony of it is like, and if they're trying to stop it, and people, the only, like you said, the only way some people can stay in the city is by renting out a room or two rooms from, mm-hmm. in their house, and you're gonna end up getting more people out of the city that can't that can't afford to live there anymore, and it, it, yeah, it's just um, it's messed up. It's the other side of affordable housing, we say. You know, this, this makes it affordable for people who are already living in San Francisco, who constantly are getting out price enough to leave. Uh, this makes it possible for, for them to stay in the city. And, and it's funny, um, I guess I was flipping through, um, I don't know, YouTube or one of those things the other night. And I saw, like, they, I guess they did a, a Grateful Dead, um, you know, how they formed and all that stuff, the Grateful Dead and Hayden, the whole Hayden Ashbury and the Summer of Love, all that stuff. And, mm-hmm. and they all flocked to San Fran because it was, um, they can get places to, to rent there cheap and they all <laughs> rented these. <laughs> oh, boy. And I, that must have been a, that's a long time ago. But I mean, so I, I assume that area is just um, ridiculously priced right now. Yeah, the whole city in general, there's been. Uh, a new wave of these kind of um, we work, but like we live uh, spaces, these kind of hipster techie communal living spaces where it's almost like dorms, essentially. And there there have been some that have been, I think, borderline illegal where they've been hosting too many people. Um, but there's other ones that are not illegal that are, you know, totally legit. And it's a, a very cool kind of dorm. But for the professional person so you have a place to stay and there's a lot of shared living facilities though and and it's kind of an immediate community immediate kind of startup uh community vibe and uh people you know especially young people they don't they don't need a whole big place to their own they can have you know a little room and share communal space and um save a few bucks uh so that's that's been getting more popular lately oh that's cool man um I I've never experienced renting out of my my own house. I, I mean, I have another house where I where I do all my renting, so I don't get all that um, interaction with the guests, which I you know I miss that a little bit. And um, if if you're gonna give some uh, some advice, some tips to to our listeners, even me, if I'm I'm trying to kind of <laughs> trying to talk the wife into doing it, like how would you, how do you open your house and to other people around the world, and and what makes it a little uh, more palatable. Uh, well, so for my uh, my personal situation, uh, the excuse uh, for my wife uh, is that 
we can then get a cleaner to come clean our home if we're going to have someone uh, stay Great. in our, our guest room. So uh, if our place is getting dirty, then Kim will say, yeah, let's just get a get a, a guest because then, then she knows I'll pay for uh, a cleaner. So that kind of is part <laughs> and parcel. Um, but oftentimes we look at it as if there is something we want to splurge for. If we want to get you know a new iPhone or if we want to, if we're saving up for a vacation, we'll kind of have this be that, that extra money where, all right, let's have a few more guests uh, this month, and and that'll be a, a, an excuse to go out and, and splurge, have that vacation. Oh, that's cool. Do you um do you put like digital locks on everybody each each particular door so they can come in and and, and do their own thing? Uh, so the guest room itself does not have that, and and neither do does my bedroom or the kids' bedroom. We you know we have a very trusting uh house here uh, you know maybe we err on the on the too trusting side i'm i'm not sure but um that's how that's how that's how we do it even when we rent our whole house out when we travel on vacation uh we don't you know, a lot of people and i would encourage this will you know put a lot of valuables or something in one closet and lock that closet up and we we don't we just we just trust people um but we do have smart locks for the front of our home uh, and that's that's huge. We love having that. On, on a personal note, so I use August Lock. There's lots of options out there. Uh, one thing I love about August is even unrelated to my guests, but it detects when I'm uh, close to home, so it will automatically unlock the door uh, as I'm approaching, and I can just walk in and, and and open my door. It's great. I don't need my keys. Uh, so that's really cool. But being able to have codes for my guests where I can change it uh, on a per guest basis and, you know, being able to have a specific code for my cleaner. And, and then I get notifications when the, the door has been open. Uh, so I know when guests have arrived, um, that's helpful. Cool. Now I, I get this question a lot from like, um, from friends or, or coworkers that hear that I'm doing Airbnb and I'll go ahead and ask you, David, um, how do you handle, how do you, how do you handle ax murderers? Oh, uh, I just give them a bad review. I mean, it's all about it's all about the community. So if we have an axe murderer, I just make sure to write a review so that other guests know not to host that axe murderer. Great golden yeah. device right there, golden. <laughs> I, I mean, how about you? What do you do? Um, uh, you know, I, I I battle them with my bare hands. No, man, it's funny because like that's it's it's so it's so funny. That's the first question I get. Like if if when I tell someone that I'm gonna do Airbnb or I'm doing Airbnb, well, what if what if an axe murderer stays here? Are these are all these axe murderers like running around that we don't know about? Or are axes still a popular um go to for murderers? I don't know. Yeah, I think we need some more um, axe control uh, legislation to, to be passed. But uh, no, but on, on, a, on a related note, too, I was telling someone about I've gotten this uh, question a few times about my smart lock. They're like, aren't you concerned that someone can kind of hack your lock and they can, you know, unlock the door? And I'm like, frankly, living here in a city, I'm more concerned that someone will just take a rock and, and throw it through the window and, <laughs> and break in. If someone really wants to break in, there's a lot of easier ways they can break in. Right, right. <laughs> On a serious, you know, I'll go ahead and ask it. This is always an elephant in the room when we talk about uh -oh. San Fran. The, the, um, do you warn your guests about, like, um, the homeless um, situation and, like, where not to go, stuff like that? Hmm. Um, not in any official way. Like, sometimes I'll have conversations if people bring it up. Uh, they're, 
it has become more of an issue here, and it is a very hot topic here in San Francisco um, because it is fairly visible. There's a lot of kind of tent cities that have been that have been popping up uh, in my neighborhood. Thankfully, there there aren't a lot. Um, although I do live near Golden Gate Park, and um, people have I did have one guest who parked um, right along the side of the park, and that's oftentimes a place where <clears throat> there will be smash and grab people from the park will kind of you know run to the first car they'll they'll see that's parked alongside and just break in petty theft you know and grab a, a suitcase or grab something that's in there so you know i definitely make sure to tell our guests not to leave anything in their car um and also not to park um near golden gate park uh specifically um but other than that you know i've had casual conversations with guests who have, who have brought it up but it's not it's not a big like that elephant in the room it's not like something where every guest is talking about it and it's something that that needs to be addressed i think you know people who are familiar with cities in general there's there's homeless issues in in many cities san francisco is probably um a little bigger than average but uh it's it's not like the big thing that everyone's talking about when they come and visit okay cool man um any let me see what do i have here in my notes for you i just um i i just got off work so and and so (laughs) I rushed home and I and I told you I moved I made this whole room um this my daughter's room I'm using now to get more you know a little more quiet in here but um you you brought up earlier you asked how Micah how Micah runs uh, or how many time um how many Airbnbs he has I said over 400 and that's that's because he does the the timeshare thing and that's what I think you I mean what you do it, it makes his life a whole lot easier cuz there's I mean dealing with like um a hundred guests at once would be damn near impossible, I would think, unless he's just going to stare at his phone all freaking day, which is, you know, what a lot of people do. Yeah, well, I'd love to uh, talk with him more some other time too, and learn about what tools he has in place to help manage and scale his business. And there might be some ways we could we could help him out, whether it's the automated communications, whether it's the digital guidebooks, or you know, being able to list on other platforms. There's uh, that's that's the beauty of our software. There's lots of things that you can kind of pick and choose from. Uh, we have lots of integrations with other softwares too. So like we'll integrate with the dynamic pricing companies, for example, and and now that pricing comes into our software and then we push it out to all the different platforms or we integrate with properly to help manage your cleaning or QuickBooks to help manage your, um, your, your accounting. So there's lots of cool things you can kind of pick and choose uh, from this, a, a platter of services that we can help you with. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I was about to ask about pricing, but y'all, y'all kind of outsource that or, or farm it out, right? Yeah, you know, you can do your own pricing if you want. I definitely recommend the dynamic pricing tools out there. Uh, the the big four are Beyond Pricing, Wheelhouse, Price Labs, and Outswitch. And I've heard good things about all of them. They all have small, different features. Um, uh, Price Labs charges a monthly fee, and uh, the others um, uh, usually do a a commission, a take of uh, the additional revenue. Uh, But what I like about it is I don't need to worry about doing the research of whether there's a big music festival going on or a big conference going on. Uh, They know that well in advance, and I'll, I'll look onto my my pricing onto my calendar and I'll see that this weekend the price is, is double and I'm like, oh phew, they you know, they knew outside lands this big concert was going on and that there's gonna be a big demand uh, during that time. Uh, they also know to lower the pricing, so you know, seven days 
in advance. If your place still isn't booked, they'll lower it to help you get a booking. Uh, so there's lots of, lots of cool levers you can put into place for most of them. You have a base price. You have a minimum price. You can say kind of how, how booked up in advance you want to be or not. Uh, and, you know, I, you know, I trust it to all these data scientists to, to know the, the pricing for my place better than, than I can on a nightly basis. Uh, one other cool thing about that, too, is it updates your calendar daily and airbnb looks pretty regularly at how active your listing is and if you're kind of in there updating things um you'll appear higher in the search uh because they know you're an active host so this kind of does that manually updating automatically uh, and you don't you don't need to feel obliged to go in and update your um your listing on a regular basis cool who has better clam chowder, San Fran or Boston? <laughs> uh, both are great. I'm from the East Coast. I'm from Connecticut. So, uh, you know, shout out to New England for sure. Uh, we have not only is our chowder good, but we have these great sourdough uh, rolls, these bread baskets that you put the, the chowder in. So I'll give a one up to San Francisco on that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've, I've had those. And, and you go to the little shacks right outside the restaurants and that's where you get them. You get a good deal on those. Exactly. Yeah, we got some good spots out here in uh, in the Richmond as well. Don't don't get pay for an overpriced one at Fisherman's Wharf. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know that. I need. Yeah, maybe you can send me a guidebook. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> All right. All right so, so, hey, Steve, what? I'm curious. What's keeping you from uh, from opening up your home? Is it your your wife specifically, or uh, do you do you have an extra guest room, or you wouldn't have really have a place for them? Well, we just we just moved in here in um oh, is that, some, is that my dog or you got a dog? You're afraid the dogs are going <laughs> to bite your guests or something? <laughs> well, I have a little uh vicious little chihuahua. Now she she's real cool. She's Katrina. Um so anyways, we have um we do have a big area in the back that would be perfect for it. But um my um my wife, she just got her esthetician degree. And so she wants to set it up as her um mm. her beauty salon, which is cool. But I keep thinking, man, I can make so much money from that extra, that extra, uh, what's it called? Mother-in-law room that I got back there. But, you know, got to keep the wife happy, right? Uh-huh. Ha- happy wife, happy life. <laughs> exactly. So, real quick, um, what do you see for the future of Airbnb? Uh, yeah, small question. What do you see for the future uh-huh. of Airbnb? Oh, St- <laughs> <laughs> Short-term rental market and... Um, <laughs> I mean, is Airbnb like going to be just here to stay, like the like a Walmart or freaking McDonald's? Is it going to be just something that's always going to be part of our life? Well, it'll be interesting to see how they can keep their their roots of the home sharing, where you know originally the core were people sharing an extra bedroom in their home, and then slowly it's moved to you know, separate standalone vacation rentals. And now they have the whole Airbnb select, which is kind of more higher level, but also they've been adding bed and breakfast. And they also just announced they're adding hotels to the platform. Uh, and, and it, it says like it needs to have a local flavor and like, there's a few criteria that the hotels need to meet, but pretty much any boutique hotel and even some of the, the larger chains meet those criterias. Uh, and on the flip side, Expedia, which bought HomeAway, you know, they are showing hotels and now they're also starting to list vacation rentals and booking.com. Um, they have always had hotels and, and vacation rentals and they're, they've always been huge in Europe and they're getting more and more popular uh, here in the United States. So it seems like over the next couple of years, 
they're all starting to look alike a bit. You know, Expedia is offering other tours and activities. And TripAdvisor, of course, they offer a bunch of tours and activities. And Airbnb now is offering experiences and they're offering restaurant reservations. So uh, they're, they're slowly becoming similar. And it'll be interesting to see how Airbnb tries to expand and offer these additional services while at the same time keeping their enthusiastic base and their, their roots of home sharing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like you said, there's so many platforms doing it now, and, they, and they're all looking alike or similar, like you said. Um, it's it's hard to say. Let's just kick Airbnb out what now. You, I mean, right? It's huh? yeah. What do you think? Where do you where do you see it going? You can't. I mean, they're gonna just have to. I think it's gonna be here forever. People people found a way to make money by you know written out rooms in their house, and it's 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 helpful, especially for older generation that that need that extra income. I mean, it's 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 great. It, it's it's awesome, and they get to meet people. It's it's more of a like it's the share part of the share economy, and it's and you can't stop it once it started. You can't stop it. You could try to contain it, but like you said, there's so many. There's okay. You can't. You ban Airbnb. Well, they'll just get on a HomeAway or VRBO or Expedia or whatever mm-hmm. or Booking. There's so many other platforms, and then plus people doing their own platform. I mean, it's going to be impossible mm-hmm. to squash. Mm-hmm, for sure. I'm curious to see. You know, Brian Chesky he has been teasing out this whole airline thing for a while. I'm curious to see if they make a move into into that space, and because you know, traveling that it seems like they want to do the whole tip to tail experience of traveling, own your whole travel experience from the airline to the where you're staying to where you're eating and the experiences you're going on. And if they could make a real drastic change uh, in that space, like they did in the accommodation space, that would be that would be a big win. Hmm. Yeah, we'll see what happens with that. I work for an airline, by actually. So, um, yeah, I, I love to travel. I love to use Airbnb. And I, I fly for free, so it, it's very beneficial awesome. for me. So, and, and I've noticed that with, like, I go to Kayak sometimes to look at uh, if I can't find an Airbnb, you know, in a certain area, a nice one. I'll look at Kayak, and it compares all the hotels, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, and I the- heard they're going to start offering vacation rentals at Kayak. <laughs> if they haven't already, it's in beta or something like that. Seriously! Wow, that's that's awesome. But like the and the first the first thing it, it when you when you you know you've been on kayak the first page it takes you to is um okay um to book your to do your flight it wants you to look up your flight first right it guides you to that so mm-hmm. um but I'm like uh, I fly for free so I just hop on the hotel part or whatever yep. you know I'm not trying to big time you but um <laughs> <laughs> yeah you've said that three times yeah, now for free. okay I, I get it <laughs> but. Calm down. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, big me. Um, so, so yeah, I see. I, I, it seems it would be simple enough for him to implement if if kayak or if hotels dot com does the same thing. Your first page, they want you to book the flight through them. It seems simple. simple well, if that's all it is, yes, that's pretty easy. Uh, but I, Brian, probably you know usually shoots a little higher. So I don't know if it means having their own branded airline or co branded where they offer additional features or who knows what. But I'd be surprised if they just kind of resold you know sold on their platform another airline. Or if I can, you know, the seat that I have that day, I can throw that seat on Airbnb, you know, 22A, I just throw it there. Uh-huh, that'd be funny. <laughs> or you can share You can share your seat, take turns standing in the aisle and for being in that seat. <laughs> or share it together, who knows, you know, share economy. <laughs> well, cool, man. Um, thank you so much for hopping on our show, I, you know. Uh, speaking for me and Micah, um, and definitely you got to hop back on when when Micah's here. He's a, he's a riot. 
um, so thank you for being on. Uh, go ahead and tell people where to find you, look for you. Um, go ahead and tell them all about yeah, all that stuff. Absolutely, yes. Check us out at hostfully.com. So again, it's H-O-S-T-F-U-L-L-Y.com. And as we said earlier, uh, a uh, discount code for two free months. Uh, I, I did not do uh, Sexy Steve as Steve requested, but instead the coupon is Live Let Thrive. So uh, check that out. Check us out. And uh, feel free to, if anyone has any questions, wants to get in touch, uh, shoot me a line directly. My email is david at hostfully.com. Awesome, man. Thanks for hopping on, and um, good luck with that all, the, all that good stuff that you're doing. Hey, Steve, it's been real. Thanks so much for, for having me. It's uh, great joining the lines of uh, Jasper and Lenny and uh, uh, Tyler Work, who you had as well. He's a Hostfully client, so it was great hearing him, and oh, yeah. uh, really appreciate all you're doing for the community, and thanks for including me. Oh, you're welcome, and I fly for free. <laughs> Number four. <laughs> all right, man. Later. All right, good stuff. Bye. And that, again, was David Jacoby, the great David Jacoby from Hostfully. And, um, yeah, it was a great show. I'm, I hope you all enjoyed it. I learned a lot from it. I'm going to get me one of those guest books going. It's, and like I said, this isn't an infomercial. We just met him a friend to a friend, and we think he's cool. If you're going to sign up for Hostfully, it'd be cool if you, if you used our um, Live, Let, Thrive thingy. And... Um, yeah, we're not getting paid or nothing, but yeah, it just shows it helps. Um, yeah, it helps, it's, you're helping to grow the show, and we appreciate that. If you like the show, you know, you know, help us out a little bit, help us grow it, and like uh, I'll say, you know, leave reviews and all that stuff. And, you know, whatever. If you get a time, leave a review. That'd be great. But um, just keep listening and keep telling people about it. And um, thanks for thanks for helping us grow this thing. This is something we really love. Me and Micah really love this show, and we love providing all this information for y'all. And so, um, on that note, thank you very much. And um, hit us up on liveletthrive.com, liveletthrive at gmail.com. Leave us an email. Um, call that number that's on there. And um, yeah, have a good one. See y'all later. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Live Let Thrive. Be sure to tune in next week for all the latest in the world of Airbnb and all that entails. Bye bye.